everyone is just talking about tree planting, tree planting, tree planting. Many, many African communities rely on, uh, on wood as uh, energy for different uh, uses. Roots do not have borders. It can go as far as there is any root underground. Hello and welcome back to Africa Science Focus with me, Sally Amutabi. Sub-Saharan Africa's vibrant rainforests support communities, lives and livelihoods. Our drylands, which include grasslands, savannas and scrublands, are just as important. But many of these landscapes have become degraded and are under threat. Our reporter Michael Kaloki in Kenya investigates what's being done to rehabilitate and replenish Africa's forest and drylands. First, Michael takes us to his favorite patch of urban forest in Nairobi. I'm here in the capital city Nairobi, but if one were to judge by the sounds around me, you would think I was uh, somewhere else. But actually, this is the Ngong Forest, and it is uh, one of the larger forests in this region. It extends from the capital Nairobi to a county called Kajado County. I actually have um, quite a strong link, if I would say, with this forest, because actually my high school was located on the edge of this forest and um, I spent quite a number of days just walking through this and I noticed that um, over time it was degraded in some parts and I've actually um, come across a group here of uh, people from the area just walking through and I'll just have a chat with uh, some of them and ask them what their thoughts are on, uh, on forests. Uh, hello, how are you? Fine, my name is Vincent Torino. Are you from around the area here and, and what, what are your thoughts when you hear the word forest? My thoughts here are, where I grew up here, I was raised in this area. Uh, when I was raised here, there were so many beautiful birds here, animals were here and there. But due to some unavoidable circumstances, things came people were starting to destroy the forest but now due to by management of this uh, forest people now are not doing the same thing now things are intact uh, we come here each and every time to relax the forest is a very cool place where we can relax chat with your friend and do when you have a peace of mind is very important when you are in the forest okay i'm just going to talk to the lady next to you here how are you madam i'm very fine what's your name my name is stella ninda Stella, when I say the word forest to you, what does it mean? Does it mean anything? Yeah, like forest is a, a place where there are many trees. It's important. I think like here, here where we are standing, there are some, do I call them monkeys? Yeah, them, some little monkeys that live here. The children that live around here enjoy watching them play around. Being that there are some women that live around here. They come in for the forest and look for firewood. They collect firewood, they go and fell for business women outside here, which benefits them and they, they get ways of living. If the forest was not here, they would not be coming and collecting the firewood because it, and their life maybe could be difficult. They would not have means of income in their lives. 
yeah, so it's important to have it here. Well, it's estimated that about one-fifth of Africa is forested, many of us have witnessed the dramatic decline in forest cover over the past 30 years. Mamadou Diakite leads the African Forest Landscape Restoration Initiative, known as AFR 100. The initiative aims to restore 100 million hectares of land in Africa by 2030. So to start us off, why are forests so important? Okay, thank you. Thank you for this uh, opportunity. The, um, as we know it, uh, the forest has uh, many, many uh, functions being um, ecological in terms of conserving biodiversity, in terms of for the climate change to to help also uh, being a carbon uh, sink and uh, also uh, equally important uh, economic and uh, social cultural uh, cultural uh, value and how quickly are we losing these environments since uh, the mid uh, 2010 2015 up to now there are studies that shows that Africa has lost over 700 millions of hectares of uh, of uh, the, a combined degraded uh, forest, degraded lands, and uh, also water systems. So we can say it's uh, around 700. Most of the communities know their livelihood, their survival, their incomes uh, um, depends on on forest. So I think the starting point point here is to recognize energy wood is one of the main source of energy in, in Africa because it's a traditional uh, way of, uh, of fire having energy. Unlike uh, previous programs in the 60s, 70s, it's not to come and fence the forest and then force them out without any alternative. So finding alternatives are very important. Currently, for instance, in Kenya, and partly I think in the Mao forest, if I remember well, uh, with funding from uh, the countries themselves and also the German uh, government, a 20 million uh, euro program in four countries, Kenya, Cameroon, Rwanda, Malawi, whereby we work directly with uh, community to do um, a forest conservation program, but to value them in an economic term, but also in a sustainable uh, manner. We have the example also of Ethiopia, the government with communities through um, uh, voluntary work, uh, giving few days in a year to, to forest landscape restoration programs with direct benefits from uh, for uh, local communities. And uh, we know that under the AFR 100 um, has uh, committed to restore 15 million of um, hectares of degraded land and forests by, by 2030. Africa faces major environmental challenges and rural communities often feel the greatest impact of climate-related disasters, animal and plant disease outbreaks and land degradation. Irene Ojok is a champion of community-driven development and farmer-managed natural regeneration. She tells Michael that degraded landscapes can be revitalized, including historic forests that were thought to have disappeared. So the dry lands are the greatest uh, uh, spaces where regeneration 
or the underground forests have potential to be unleashed and in terms of scale it is as big as the horizon can reach so roots don't have borders it is about us to identify and give them the opportunity to be trees so basically to understand this we are saying that there are large chunks of land across the continent that were forests basically but the roots are just lying in wait for the right opportunity and there's the possibility of having big forests right now in places that are basically desert perfect that that has been proven in nigeria in senegal in ethiopia the places the large tracts of land in our arid and semi-arid lands did not become arid today in the last many years there were trees and we know that these trees have been cut because of charcoal because of many other needs that farmers have had they did not clear the roots to the deepest points so it means that given an opportunity these thousands of lands that exist in these spaces can become forests again and it does not even need more than a decade. So looking ahead, what can be done on the continent to ensure that these underground forests can come up and ensure these former ancient forests again? Land restoration will succeed if farmers are on the driving seat because the source of degradation starts on the farmland and the only person who has daily interactions with the farm is the farmer. So the solution for land restoration must begin with the farmers. So the farmers need a change of mindset. The farmers need to appreciate the potential of regeneration. Everyone is just talking about tree planting, tree planting, tree planting. No one is thinking about alternative ways amidst the challenges of tree planting and especially context-specific situations. The farmers are poor and they do not have uh, excess resources to, to try out things that may fail, you know, somewhere to get backup in terms of support. So they need solutions that work. The governance system is very important because uh, the, there is no agreements, there are no legislations, there are no structures that ensure that the investments that are put on the landscape are safeguarded in the interest of the farmer and the community at large. So communities uh, have come up with the bylaws and the most successful ones are the ones that are driven by the community themselves. We have seen in uh, some countries where farmers come together and agree that the principles for you know, tree management in their context and how and when to harvest you know, and, and who should do this, it has been more successful than when there is a top-down approach. So when legislations are pushed from the top to the bottom, things don't work. I also think that the governments and the international agencies need to support creating an enabling business environment. 
that em enables uh, nature-based enterprises to thrive because forests have great, great, great potential to address a lot of opportu livelihood opportunities in households. So while it addresses the ecosystem services, while it addresses all the climate change agenda issues, the mitigation, there is more that the farmer needs than to know about reducing carbon emission because they need what to eat today. They need to ensure their children are going to school. They need to ensure they are able to go to the hospital. So the things that can bring income to their houses that reduce their vulnerability to poverty are really at the center of the restoration issue. So back to the calmness and serenity of Ngong Forest here in the capital Nairobi, one can perhaps just reminisce about what has been said regarding the importance of trees here on the continent. For Africa Science Focus, this is Michael Kaloki in Nairobi, Kenya. To find out more about forest and dryland restoration, you can catch Irene and Mamadou at the Global Landscapes Forum's digital conference, Restoring Africa's Drylands, on the 2nd and 3rd of June. If you have a question you want answered, get in touch. Send a voice message via WhatsApp to plus 254-799-042-513. If you liked our show, you can find more episodes at www.sidev.net or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And of course, don't forget to leave us a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editors were Fiona Broom and Jackie Oparafotoye, with reporting from Michael Kaloki. Africa Science Focus is produced by SIDEVNET and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Music